You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. So over the last few weeks, we've been, we've been reminded about the power of prayer, how prayer changes things, how prayer changes us. And today we're going to be reminded or we're going to remind ourselves that that prayer actually changes the church. Prayer changes the church. And we're going to remind ourselves of that fact by practicing that, by actually praying together for the church. So I'm not actually going to share a message as such today. We're going to experience this truth together by praying for the church. And in particular... In particular, especially in light of the way that our Prayer Changes series has focused on Brother Andrew and the wonderful ministry of Open Doors, we're going to pray for persecuted believers in three different regions overseas. We're going to pray for believers in Central Asia, India, and a country that we are supporting believers in through our partnership with Open Doors ourselves, North Korea. So how about we we pray together right now as we start, and then we're going to watch a video, and then we can break into groups to pray for a good period of time for believers in these particular areas. And so like, like I was saying to the kids, you know, it might seem weird to us, but a lot of these churches, they, don't, they recognize that persecution comes when they're doing something right for God, when they're actually making a stand for God, when they're paving ground, when they're taking spiritual authority. They recognize that they will be persecuted, as Jesus said, on account of him. And so let's not pray necessarily that the persecution would be taken away, because that's not actually what a lot of them ask for but that they would be faithful, that they would continue to be true to Jesus no matter what, and um, that God would continue doing his great work in these regions because of their faithful witness. Amen? Cool. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for the joy that it is to be able to learn from the persecuted church and to partner with the persecuted church through ministry of open doors, other avenues. And also, Lord, simply through the beautiful gift of prayer. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you will lead us even right now in the prayers that you want us to pray for these beautiful brothers and sisters overseas. And we ask, Lord, that you would do mighty, mighty things, that you would continue to strengthen, that you would continue to encourage, that you would continue to enlarge the influence and the spread of the gospel in these regions that are hostile to Christianity. Because, Lord, we know, we know ultimately that everything else in the world other than you, Jesus, is meaningless in comparison to you. And so, God, we pray that you would just, that we would lift you up and we would pray and join with our brothers and sisters in these regions in seeing the gospel go forward and true hope given and shared and birthed in the hearts of people, Lord, that that would reap a beautiful reward now and also, as was prayed earlier, a beautiful reward for eternity as well. So, Holy Spirit, would we also be changed as we ourselves pray together this morning? 
Change your church, God. Grow us as a church community. Grow us individually in a love for prayer and a love for blessing others and joining with others and supporting them and lifting them up in prayer. So God, have your way in this time we pray. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Following Jesus is exceptionally difficult. At the fall of the Soviet Union in 1991, economies collapsed, civil war broke out, and new leaders rose to form the five independent countries of Central Asia, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, and Tajikistan. At the heart of the Silk Road, Central Asia borders Afghanistan, Russia, and China. With its rugged mountains and turquoise lakes, Central Asia is rich in resources and beauty. Invaded by Genghis Khan and conquered by Alexander the Great, it's the ancient gateway between Europe and Asia. Sadly, in some parts of the region, years of war and famine have put progress on hold. Today, almost half the population of Central Asia still live below the poverty line. And for Christians, life is even more difficult. Over the last decade, the region has seen a huge increase in radical Islam. One Christian said to us, we've seen the spread of radical Islam as though mushrooms are growing up after the rain. The secret police are everywhere, controlling anything that they perceive as a threat, including the local church. In Tajikistan, it's illegal to share the gospel with children under 16. In Kazakhstan, if you're caught sharing a Bible, you could be charged with religious extremism and thrown into a prison alongside terrorists. In Uzbekistan, they have photos of known missionaries at the airport warning the public about being converted to Christianity. One Central Asian pastor is still serving a three-year prison sentence simply for having a worship song on his computer. But behind closed doors, a beautiful, courageous underground church has been born. So many pastors in this region came to know Jesus whilst in prison. With the first conversions taking place in the 90s, this is a first-generation church. Open Doors has been strengthening the church in Central Asia for over 30 years. It's a church birthed out of prisons, despair, famine and communism. It's like stepping back into the book of Acts and meeting with the early church, passionately pursuing Jesus more than wealth, materialism and other forms of distraction, driven by a love for Jesus and the hope that he offers the world around them. In Central Asia, the church is rising even in the face of persecution. It's a church that knows what it means to courageously follow Jesus. And this is the church you're meeting today. All right. Well, let's, let's gather into some smaller groups and let's just invite Holy Spirit to lead us to, in the things that he wants us to pray for these Central Asian countries and the believers there. Let's pray. If, if you want to wrap up your, your prayer that you're praying and turn your eyes to the screen in a moment, we'll, we'll check out a video from India. செய்வதற்கு நான் அர்ப்பணிச்சேன் ஆனால் இருந்தாலும் கூட அந்த சபையை ஆரம்பிக்கணும் ஒரு சேலஞ்சாக இருக்கணும் அப்படின்னு தான் அது ஆரம்பித்தேன் 
நான் ஏழு வருஷம் நான் வந்து பர்சனல் எவாஞ்சலிசம் சில்ட்ரன்ஸ் மினிஸ்ட்ரி இது மாதிரி தான் செஞ்சுட்டு இருந்தேன் அது மூலமாக தான் என்னென்னா ஒரு முப்பது பேர் என்ன பண்ணாங்க இயேசு ஏற்றுக்கிட்டாங்க அதன் பிறகு தான் ரெண்டாயிரத்தி எட்டில் அந்த இடத்துல சபையை என்ன பண்ணோம் ஸ்தாபித்தோம் அதன் பிறகு ஒரு குறிப்பிட்ட இரவு நேரத்தில் விடியற் காலத்தில் எனக்கு ஒரு கால் வந்தது இது மாதிரி சபை எரிந்து கொண்டிருக்காங்க நான் என்ன பண்ணேன்னா அதை பார்க்கும்போது ஃபுல்லாக தீ எரிஞ்சிட்டு இருந்தது தான் பார்த்தேன்னு முடியும் மற்றபடி ஒன்றுமே பார்க்க முடியல அது என்னென்னா ஒரு மாதிரி பெட்ரோல் மற்றபடி கிராஸ் முதல் கொண்டு எல்லாமே சாம்பல் ஆகிடுச்சு அப்போ என்ன யோசித்தேன்னா கத்தர் கொடுத்தா கத்தர் எடுத்துக்கொண்டார் அப்படிப்பட்ட நேசத்தை இருதயத்தோடு இருக்கிறார் அதனால தான் அநேக மிஷினரிகள் எழும்பியிருக்கிறாங்க அநேகர் ஆண்டவரை பற்றி சொல்கிறாங்க நான் உபத்திரவப்பட்டது நல்லது அதனால் உங்களுடைய பிரமாணங்களை கற்றுக்கொண்டேன் அப்போஸ்ன் ஆகிய பவுல் யாக்கோப்புக்கு எழுதின நிருபம் ஒன்றாம் அதிகாரம் ரெண்டிலிருந்து நான்கு வரை என் சகோதரரே நீங்கள் பலவிதமான சோதனைகளில் அகப்படும் பொழுது உங்கள் விசுவாசத்தின் பரட்சியானது பெருமையை உண்டாக்கும் என்று அறிந்து அதை மிகுந்த சந்தோஷமாக எண்ணுங்கள் நீங்கள் ஒன்றிலும் குறைவுள்ளவர்களாயிராமல் பூரணராயும் நிறைவுள்ளவர்களாயும் இருக்கும்படி பொறுமையானது பூரண கிரியை செய்யக்கடவது Let's um, pray again, but first let me pray for us as we pray. God, would you just guide us right now in what you want us to pray for the people of India, for the nation of India, God, for the persecuted believers like this man who, who has faced some incredible persecution, and Lord, also for the, the beautiful people of India who, uh, who are looking for meaning and purpose and all of these things, but missing you, Jesus. And so, Lord, would you guide us in the prayers that you want us to pray, Holy Spirit, so that we can play our part in seeing the church change, the church grow, and seeing your gospel spread throughout this world, bringing hope and freedom and life to people as you intend. Let's pray in groups again. what we're praying for just at this moment as well we'll we'll turn our eyes to our North Korea video now as I as I mentioned before as a church community we we have a an active partnership even right now with open doors 
and we are playing our part as a church in financially and spiritually through our prayers as well, supporting persecuted believers in North Korea. And the project that we are particularly involved in provides things, a whole range of different things, but some concrete things to the North Korean church in the form of emergency relief. Uh, You'll hear in a little while about that food security is a massive issue. Distribution of Bibles, discipleship of leaders as well, um, as well as many other important initiatives. So that's the project that we're already supporting as a church community. So let's, um, let's check out this video and then um, we'll, we'll pray into as God leads for the people of North Korea. North Korea has been the most dangerous place to be a Christian for 20 years. A country shrouded in secrecy when it emerged from the Second World War, North Korea's communist values and dictators held strong, cemented into the nation's identity. Bordering Russia, China and South Korea, the nation is surrounded by mountains and rugged landscapes. It's dominated by natural disasters, and a sweeping famine has left most of the population malnourished and struggling to survive. Every North Korean Christian must worship their leader, Kim Jong-un. There's even a word for this. It's called Kim Il-sungism. Anyone who does not bow down is in great danger, making following Jesus in North Korea almost impossible. Laws prevent Christians from gathering together or owning a Bible. Even worship in private is banned. There are no worship songs, no missionaries, and no legitimate churches. Just a handful of show churches to convince foreigners that freedom of religion exists. In North Korea, spies are everywhere, ready to report, imprison, and even kill those who follow Jesus. Christian parents are forced to hide their faith, even from their own children. And many believers spend years in hard labor camps, where chances of survival are slim. But in the heart of persecution and oppression, a church is blossoming. A church formed out of labor camps built by martyrs and strengthened through hardship. Open Doors is helping North Korean Christians withstand persecution and shine as brightly as they can for Jesus. Through our secret networks in China, we are providing food, medicine, shelter and clothes to North Korean Christians. Because even in the hardest places, nothing comes between Jesus and his people. You can help North Korean Christians survive. And we are. So let's pray into that for the nation of North Korea together. up our, our prayers, and then we'll pray together. 
as we, as we wrap up our time of praying for persecuted church in these nations that desperately need the gospel. All right, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you so much that your desire is for all people. There's not one person on this world that you do not love. There's not one person, no matter how far from you, that you do not want to draw near to you. And so, Jesus, we pray that as these believers in these nations are strengthened, and even, Lord, we know that because we prayed, they are. Like, there's a cause and effect thing when we pray, Lord. And as someone mentioned before, there's like a a cloud of darkness over these nations, and every time we pray, it's like... There's a vi- there was a vision of, of lightning bolts, of light breaking through the darkness. And that, I- that is what we've just been doing. We've been praying and we've been breaking through the darkness in the spiritual realm. And so we thank you, Jesus, that we can join in doing that. And we pray, Lord, that these believers in these nations, your representatives, our brothers and sisters, in a spiritual sense, would be strengthened, that they would be strong, they would be courageous, Lord, that you would meet all of their needs according to the riches in Christ Jesus. And Lord, we thank you that your desire is to not only change the church over there in those nations, but your desire, and in some ways you already have, Lord, you've changed the church here. You've changed us this morning as we've been reminded of the, our brothers and sisters who are suffering overseas and perhaps how incredibly good we've got it over here in Australia. So, Lord, would you continue to minister to us? Would you continue to do powerful things in our hearts? And, Lord, overseas in these nations as they are faithful witnesses and faithful stewards of the gospel, Lord. We pray for a great harvest. We pray for great things to come, great fruit to come in these nations because of the faithfulness of these believers in these regions. So, God continue to guide us as a church community in how you are calling us to support believers overseas. And Lord, would, particularly in North Korea, this partnership we have, Lord, we pray that you would do mighty things in this area. And Lord, more and more people would come to find freedom, true freedom, freedom unlike that which they would ever know in anything else, and especially in that kind of regime, Lord, in relationship with you. So, Jesus, we thank you that prayer changes things, prayer changes us, and prayer changes the world. So, God, give us a heart, continued heart, and a desire and a passion for connecting with you, talking with you through prayer. Because, Lord, we know that when we do, not only do we get to enjoy you and you get glorified, but incredible things happen and come about as a result. So we thank you for that, God. Grow us as a people of prayer, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.